Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Few people in South Africa, if not the world, understand the multifaceted entertainment industry as well as ultra South Africa co-owner Sean Duvet. Such as setting the trend for branded entertainment in the country by bringing the ultra music property to Africa in the form of Ultra South Africa. Ultra South Africa, although only one of this dynamic businessman's countless achievements, is arguably what he's best known for today. Up next on Celebsvant, we've got Sean Duvet. Where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life and how are you doing? Ah, thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm very, very good. Gosh, where can you find me? Currently in Cape Town and what's going on in my life is a whole lot of everything. Um, lots and lots of events coming up, which is super exciting for the summertime ahead. Um, I mean, if you want to dive right into it, I'm happy to. Um, yes. We have, gosh, where do I start? I think like on a tip, you know, I've kind of been in the world of entertainment for about the past like 25 years, probably started out as a DJ, bedroom DJ, and just kind of progressed into started throwing my own parties in Johannesburg. And that just kind of like evolved, got into, um, I got into pirate radio in London for a couple of years, which was very cool, cut my teeth and just, I've kind of been a club kid my whole life and just kind of into dance music culture. Um, then I moved back to Cape Town. Well, I moved to Cape Town uh, kind of shortly after high school type of thing, about uh, in twenty in the, in the early 2000s. And, uh, yeah, and again, just DJing. And I uh, opened up my first nightclub then called the Bang Bang Club um, in Loop Street in Cape Town and kind of uh, continued to build the scene and uh, DJ and book DJs and throw events. And at that point, I think, you know, kind of dance music culture globally was really exploding into the masses. It was kind of that crossover time when uh, Black Eyed Peas and David Guetta collaborated and, you know, that became, yeah, pop, you know, massive pop culture. And, and at that point, Dead Mouse was just launching and a huge artist. And I teamed up with, uh, with a good friend of mine and, and you know, we, we worked very hard to bring Dead Mouse into the country. And that was kind of the first massive tour that I did. We did about 30,000 people. And at that time, at that time, about 2012, 2010, 2011. And at that time, again, dance music was just getting bigger and bigger and started to continue doing um, artist tours. So from there, I toured Swedish House Mafia and Skrillex and Avicii and Cole Cox and Hardwell and Steve Aoki and Nicky Romero. We did all of these beautiful kind of artist tours. And at that time, you know, um, the, the the global festival landscape was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we found that people were asking to bring an international festival like Ultra to South Africa. And uh, through these kind of years of touring these artists, you know, it's much like any industry. You get to know all the people from around the world and, you know, and, uh, and met some incredible people. And part of... Um, our travels, we met the good people from Ultra Music Festival in Miami. And, you know, they were on an aggressive strategy to build the brand globally. And uh, they just launched Europe and Asia. And we thought, okay, let's take the chance and bring it to Africa. And and that's kind of how it started. I think we did our first festival in 2013. And, you know, we've had an incredible run. 
up until um, up until COVID. I think we were probably the last festival in the world, one of, you know, one of the big ones. You know, the last one was in 2020 on uh, the 28th and 29th of February. I think yeah. then the world shut down on like the 12th of March. So we're very lucky to get that show in. COVID came and, uh, you know, a good time to, well, it was a very difficult time, but a good time for family and uh, readjusting and, re, you know, centering your, ourselves and all of that good stuff. And then as the world started to open up again, you know, it was time to get the, the, the team, the family, the mindset and the focus back on track. And, you know, here we go. We just launched uh, the 2023 show, which is happening on the 10th and 11th of March, uh, 10th of March in Cape Town at a new venue, the Kenilworth Racetrack, which we're very excited about. And then the 11th of March at Nazareth Showgrounds in Johannesburg, which has been the home of Ultra since day one. And we are very excited. The response from the market has been just incredible, I must say. So we're very, very grateful for all of that wonderful support. Yeah, so that's that. And then, I, I you know, kind of amidst all of this, over the years, um, you know, it kind of built with Corona, the Corona Sunsets Festival. So we've done a good uh, nearly 10 of those festivals across the country. And we just uh, completed the one in Johannesburg now, which was beautiful. And I think, you know, typically speaking within terms of the South African summer, you know, my main, my main kind of season is very much from like October through to April. Okay. And what happens in between that time are Corona Sunsets Festivals, Ultra, and uh, we've got my touring brands uh, under Excess, which we do a lot of big shows at, well, in and around the country. We have some incredible brands coming to the country. We've got Defected Records, Glitterbox, we've got Stefan Bodzin, Pasha, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Kumala, and I think I mean, I can't count how many shows we've got running up until uh, the end of April. So, yeah, sorry, I know I've been talking a lot, but that's kind of in, in a nutshell on where I am. So I'm kind of laser-focused on just getting all of that done and coming out alive, basically, <laughs> out of the summer. Unpacking a few of what you've discussed, so taking it back, do you still DJ, personally? Yeah, so, so, so yeah, you know what, I dust off the headphones every now and then. And, in fact, I started a very fun and cool project in lockdown with another mate of mine called the Disco Pirates, where, you know, kind of... You know, I kind of, I love all music, but, you know, I always found a good groove with like classic disco records, you know, it was kind of like the birth of house music. So there's a very strong connection, but I kind of felt that like, you know, it needed to be modernized. So, you know, we've been making loads of records, no loads of new music. And yeah, you know, I kind of like DJ every now and then. In fact, we've got a festival this weekend uh, with Sexy Groovy Love. We've got a touring brand called Paradisco, where it's, it's full-on disco house music. So that's the kind of music I'm playing at the moment and uh, and enjoying. But, yeah, it's, it's rare that I dust off the headphones, but when I do, it's, it's, it's special. <laughs> but, yeah, I still love to DJ. Leading to the next question, what about DJing do you love? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, it's for me, it's for me, it's my creative outlet. Yep. It's my happy place. You know, I love finding new music. I love listening to new music. I love the feeling it gives me. And I, it's kind of... It's 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 a it's an interesting and beautiful you know I can get lost in it, the music and it's and it's a place that I can just take control of as a DJ you know and just kind of tell a story and build a story and build a dance floor and you know and just give people the joy of music as well it's, it's an exciting feeling I, I absolutely love it and you mentioned earlier about uh, being in London and on a, I think you said a pirate radio station. What's a pirate radio station? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So pirate radio in London is a big thing. I don't actually know if it's still a thing, but basically like in the early, in the late 90s, early 2000s, like UK Garage, two-step, drum and bass, and this was kind of like all the music that I was playing at that time. You know, and it's all about culture, right? And it's all about crews and everybody's got like their own crews. And basically, we used to hijack um, radio frequencies. And that's okay. pirate radio. Okay. And yeah. Okay. And <laughs> when, when, I say, when I say hijack, it's not literally hijack, but, you know, we used to have like some clever techie guys that would literally tune into like a frequency and take that frequency. And then we would broadcast our music from that frequency and we'd market it and yeah it was some exciting times because it is illegal but like it, it's like a full it was very much like a cultural thing um in london and i do believe it's still going on so you know if you kind of like going to the uk and you kind of switch on your radio and you just turn your dial and you find like a random station playing cool music it, it's more than likely a power radio station so they haven't okay. got like clearance from the bbc or anything like that and yeah, and just another cool outlet to kind of, yeah, give the joy of music, I guess. And you mentioned earlier that you have done um, standalone tours with specific artists like Swedish House Ma Mafia, mm. Dead Mouse, et cetera, mm. et cetera. What is mm. the difference in doing a show like that compared to doing a festival? And do you, which do you prefer? I mean, it's a difficult... I mean, so a festival is a multi-staged, yeah. multi-day normally kind of um festival you know kind of production so there's there's more layers to it than a one focused artist show if that makes sense you know the the, the solo tours are beautiful and amazing but it's generally around one focused dance floor with you know the music kind of building up into that one main act when i produce a festival it's multiple artists multiple stages you know so it's it's more complex However, they both have their challenges, but at the same time, you know, I, I love both of them, to be honest with you. It's, it's a difficult question to answer, which I love more. You know, I, I, love, I love the idea of the festival because you have the ability to grow it into anything that you want. Event, you know, and that's kind of, you know, the, the, the great thing about that with a solo artist tour, you obviously have to, you know, give the artists what they want in terms of technical production, which is great. You know, we want that as well. But, you know, with a, with a festival, you have the ability to, to dream and just do whatever you want. Oh, it would be cool. Let's put a stage there. Let's do a yoga session over there. Let's sell tie-dye clothing over there. You know, you, know you, 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 can, you can stretch the imagination further. But, yeah, they, they both have a special place in my heart, and I love to do both. Looking at a festival such as Ultra, from zero, mm. from day of nothing to the end result on the, in February, what is that process? How does that imagination stretch and how do you develop it in your world? So, you know, I, I'm always thinking one year ahead. Okay. Um, you know, meaning, you know, kind of, you know, my mind's already set on 2024 at this point because the plan will be, you know, once we complete the 2023 festival, you shortly announce the 2024 festival. And once that's done, you know, you kind of locked your date in and you've, you know, put your stake in the ground and you go ahead. And then it's the whole process, you know, and that's everything from, you know, booking the artists, booking the venue, getting your marketing right, uh, building your budgets, managing spreadsheets, you know, and yeah. kind of producing the show and selling tickets as your number one priority, obviously. And I, you said you 
you've got the stretch of imagination when it comes to festivals. Is there something that you've yet to do at a festival, which is you'd like to do? It never stops, you know. I'm always open to ideas. You know, the, the, you know, it's important to travel and it's important to see what's happening in and around the world. Technical uh, productions are constantly evolving, and as the technology um, improves, so do the stages. So, and once that happens, you know, the production improves, and once the production improves, there's so much more that you can do. You know, I saw a beautiful show in Amsterdam recently uh, with Eric Prids called Hollow, which is a, you know, full holographic show, which has just blew my mind. So, you know, it's a matter of that technology also coming into this country and, uh, you know, kind of adapting, you know, our, our teams to be able to use it and, and build the shows out. So that's from a perspective, but from a um, show production perspective, you've, you've got to move with the times and the markets and see what people are into, you know, and... And give the people what they want and build communities, you know. And sometimes, it's, you know, it's it's small things that, uh, you know, that, that, that make a huge difference, you know, putting the right amount of chill area together for people, you know, with, uh, you know, yeah, there's there's so many different things you can do. It's, it's constantly changing and evolving. How much input does the International Ultra brand have in a mm. South African festival? Yeah, very much so. Look, you know, they're partners, they're friends, they're family, so... We have a very clear understanding, you know, of how we all work together. And the reality is that it's a global powerhouse brand. And we, you know, kind of, um, what's the word? We partnered, you know, on it because we share the same vision at the end of the day. So, you know, I don't want to do things differently. I have other shows and festivals where I have different personalities. So Ultra is very much about, you know, what Ultra is all about. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know, they, they have input and we share the knowledge together and we have conversations and we agree and we move forward. So, so it's yeah, very much a collaborative much process. A, yeah, absolutely. Very much okay. so. Very much so. Yeah. Now, you have uh, had so many artists at, the fe- at your festivals over the years. I'm sure th- mm. there are very few you haven't collaborated with and worked with. But if there are five on your wish list that you have yet to have at any of your festivals, who, who may, may they be? Daft Punk, Daft Punk, Daft Punk, Daft Punk, and Daft Punk. Okay. <laughs> but, 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 but unfortunately, they, they're not touring anymore. But yeah. having said that, you know, Fred again is is on my like kind of watch list without a doubt. Um, he's like my number one at the moment. Uh, Skrillex is always great, which you know I've done. I've had Skrillex a couple of times. Yeah, there's there's loads there's loads of amazing artists out there. Peggy Goo's great. Uh, oh, there's so many. I I don't even know where to begin to be honest with you. And, and there's always cool dinners, and there's always cool cool underground guys, you know, yeah. that are bubbling and like no one knows about them yet. But in a year's time, they're going to be massive. Kind of music, or another great artist, you know. So so there's there's loads there's loads out there, um, and it's just a matter of like kind of like staying on the pulse and seeing who's hot and who's next, and and yeah, and just kind of working closely with them and, and building. The partnership essentially so the bucket is full so there'll be a never-ending list of artists for us to enjoy at the festivals <laughs> yeah you can say that absolutely as long as people as long as people love to dance we'll we, we will continue to provide the platform for it and i'm sure they always will <laughs> as long as we've got legs and we're moving i hope so <laughs> exactly exactly now, in your dj set 
if I and I know if I asked you this question in two minutes, ten minutes tomorrow, the next day, it would be a different response, and I recognize that. But if yeah. you had to take yeah. five songs now to add to your DJ list, what would be those five songs be? Well, like I said, I'm playing a lot of um, you know a lot of my own music at the moment, a lot of my own edits. Um, so a lot of like you know, I've kind of, like I said, I'm very much like disco house, like kind of like influence, not only disco house, but just disco influence at the moment. We've just done some amazing remixes of Prince, Controversy. Another one is Sheila E. Love Bazaar, which is great. Uh, Gwen McRae, All This Love, uh, The Gap Band, Outstanding. Uh, I mean, this is, this is all old music, you know, but like with current twists. Yeah. And I'd say a Fred Again record called um, Pull Me Out Again. So, now it's, you know, I mean, I can talk about there's, there's loads. <laughs> you know, it depends on the kind of sets. Yeah, and the, the track by Ernest Wrangling surfing. If I'm going to play like a reggae set, so you know, there's it depends on on the time. Depends yeah. on the, the the crowd and the and, and the time and the vibe. Yeah, all of those things. And what about you mm. mentioned a bit before about the build up and the story about doing a DJ set? But what about dance house disco music? What about it? Do you love? I just I just love the feeling. I love, like I said, like just getting lost in the music. You know, I can kind of put in a good record, close my eyes. And just kind of feel the drop and the bass line and just I can almost just imagine what it could do to a dance floor, you know, and just imagine people kind of throwing their hands up in the air and having a great time. And, you know, music is a powerful thing and it just kind of touches every emotion necessary and like playing the right record at the right time for the right moments sets a mood in a scene that kind of brighten up anyone's day. You know? So put that on mass. And that's kind of like the ultimate kind of feeling, you know, that that you get from a festival where you've got this engaged audience of 30,000 people in front of you and someone just drops a big record and just the place explodes. There's there's no better feeling to watch and be a part of that in the world, you know, and that's just the power of music, really. I'm sure that energy is so, you know, 30,000 people just dancing, that energy is so pulsating and contagious and sure. alive. It must... To be from that stage's point of view and viewing it, I mean, I've been in amongst the crowd, but to be that person viewing it, it must be so electrifying. Yeah, it's, it's something very, very special. It's something very, 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 very special. And it's addictive. And I think that that's the kind of driving force that, you know, keeps you going and going and going and wanting more. Yeah, you know, you just don't want to stop and you just want to learn more. And, and that's kind of the other beauty of, of the music is that, it's ever it's ever evolving mm -hmm. and because of that the culture is ever evolving and with the ever evolving culture you know you, you come to realize how many different subcultures and subgenres there are and just how different communities you know kind of celebrate life and music and the way that they do it and understanding all of that is beautiful like you know we've got um, a tour with glitterbox coming up and glitterbox is uh, you know, it's, a, it's an open to all, very, you know, LGBTQ, like friendly show in Cape Town. And, you know, and it's a worldwide party brand. It's, it's one of, it's in fact, the biggest in the world. And just kind of, for me, learning more about that culture and the music, it's just magnificent, you know, and I'm just glad to like, have a, you know, have a, I don't know, have have a, a lens of, of that, you know, and actually just feel included in that because of the music and the music kind of like connected me with these amazing people who I've kind of met for the first time, you know, within that context. So, you know, I'm a piano culture is great as well. And, you know, learn what, how, you know, how 
those guys communicate and how they deliver and, and what the music means to them and, and how it makes them as people, you know. And, and dance music just does that for me, like all aboard, because it just has all of these different shades, so to speak. So you mentioned these shades and the different cultures. I'm a piano that trying to disco house for house. And they're all their niche little cultures and crews, as you mentioned. Do you find that mm. the crews and cultures, they support each other? Or is there some for- sometimes a bit of competition between each of them? No, I think, you know, look, I mean, people are going to always have their own opinion at the end of the day. And, um, but that's the kind of like plan and what I love about a festival as well. You know, we can have these multiple stages with all of these different artists and all these different kind of like uh, subcultures, you know, kind of linking up together. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't think there's anything negative, to be honest with you. You know, if, if if you've got an issue with someone, it's not necessarily the scene's fault. It's you as a person at the yeah. end of the day. And you've got to check yourself as opposed to, you know, music is not created to make others dislike it, if that makes sense, you know, if, uh, you know, or, or, or who likes it. The podcast is listened to in throughout the world, South Africa, the UK, USA. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Sure. Um, go out there, support your kind of DJs, support your local promoters. If you see a show that you really want to go to, don't procrastinate. Go out there, buy the ticket, take the ride. You'll never regret it. You know, COVID, if anything, kind of taught us, you know, yeah, it was great that we can all be indoors and, and all of this stuff, but there really is nothing like that live experience. So get out there, experience life, enjoy yourself, and just be happy, man.